What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of D Guts Thought Lab podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to do the audio read of Casting Light or Shadow number two, uh, and it's a continuation of the Craig Johnson book, uh, Meeting the Ethical Challenges of Leadership, Casting Light or Shadow, exploring that and a few other things uh, from the perspective of uh, just admitting that we have a leadership problem and focusing on the dark side and what we can learn from it. In lieu of ever having a sponsor, I've basically created my own. If you want to support us, go to dgutsapparel.com. Don't give up to ship apparel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at dgutsapparel. Uh, it's Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. I went out of my way to create some really awesome stuff that I think you'll really enjoy. And it's some stuff that I think you'll actually wear. Uh, I hate all the stuff in the Navy Exchange section. I hate a lot of the stuff I see on social media where some somebody's side hustle is creating like nauseating gear that no one actually wants except for like crusty old retirees which i'm about to be so i don't know if i should uh, talk smack but anyway uh go check it out dgutsapparel.com if you want to support us that's the best way to do it and i would really appreciate it so the first step to fixing a problem is admitting you have one the military reliably ignores that we have a leadership problem that has reached a fever pitch If you want to understand what I mean here, look no further than the shoddy foundation on which our supposed leadership development program is built. In the most recent iteration of the Navy Leader Development Framework version 3.0, notably not updated since May of 2019, then CNO Admiral Richardson states, and I quote, as effective Navy leaders, we must demonstrate a deliberate commitment to grow personally and professionally throughout our careers. We work from a foundation of humility, embracing our core values of honor, courage, and commitment. We pursue excellence in accordance with our core attributes of integrity, accountability, initiative, and toughness. We commit to improving competence, character, and connections in ourselves and in our teams. We set ambitious goals and then inspire our teams to achieve the best possible performance. While I concede there are plenty of great people that would love to live up to the lofty bar set in this paragraph, we simply are not. It's not hard to see or hard to measure. It's high time we simply acknowledge that we are failing to meet this bar, though I would argue not failing universally, and provide the leadership our sailors need and frankly are entitled to. This, however, cannot begin until we fully diagnose the issue plaguing our junior enlisted and officer ranks. It's bad leadership. Going back to what's rapidly becoming my new favorite book on leadership, Craig Johnson argues that, and it's from Meeting the Ethical Challenges of Leadership, Casting Light or Shadow, that we need to take for granted that organizations are striving for the aforementioned ideal and take a long, hard look at the darker side. What can go wrong? What happens when we're unprepared? What happens when we're unethical? Harvard professor Barbara Kellerman found herself frustrated and confused when confronting why the leadership development industry seemed content to focus on half the problem, developing only good leaders. In a great article, she wrote, bad leadership and bad followership, they are indivisible, are endemic to the human condition. Moreover, there is not the slightest sign, notwithstanding the still burgeoning leadership industry, this is about to change. In her book, Bad Leadership, What It Is, How It Happens, and Why It Matters, she points to bad leaders falling into one of three categories, incompetent, unethical, or incompetent and unethical. 
Within that construct, she delineates seven types of these leaders, incompetent, rigid, intemperate, callous, corrupt, insular, and evil. Incompetent, uh, she says, these leaders don't have the motivation or the ability to sustain effective action. They may lack emotional or academic intelligence, for example, or be careless, distracted, or sloppy. Some cannot function under stress, and their communication and decisions suffer as a result. Rigid. Rigid leaders may be competent, but they are unyielding, unable to accept new ideas, new information, or changing conditions. Intemperate. Lack of self-control and are enabled by followers who don't want to intervene or can't. Callous, uncaring or unkind, ignoring or downplaying the needs, wants, and wishes of followers. Corrupt, these leaders and at least some of their followers lie, cheat, and steal. They put self-interest ahead of the public interest. Insular draws a clear boundary between the welfare of his or her immediate group or organization and outsiders. Evil commit atrocities using their power to inflict severe physical or psychological harm. Feels familiar, right? Yeah, to me too. So there's a lot to digest here, but that's the point. Focusing only on what makes a good leader without understanding there's a whole lot of meat on the bone when we examine what makes a bad one, the horrifying effects of these left untreated, and that there's a tremendous amount we can do to prevent, repair, and mitigate this gaping hole in our approach to leadership development is negligence. Unethical leadership happens on a spectrum, and it's all compromising our ability to accomplish the mission due to our people becoming alienated. Their trust has been violated and as a result, evaporates. Incompetence, while slightly less egregious moral violation, still ravages trust in leadership's ability to do anything of worth for the organization and the people with whose care they are entrusted. As leaders, we're voluntarily shouldering immense ethical burdens while we navigate the actual accomplishment of our mission set. The problem I see, and I believe you do as well, is that military leadership skips the step of ensuring leadership is ethical, trustworthy, and operating within boundaries drawn by our organizational core values, and instead prioritizing box checking so the metrics are met, the spreadsheets are green, and we can report to higher authority that the task list is complete. It's backward logic. And while I feel most of the dysfunction we see and feel daily is simply incompetence, both in practice and in recognition, the idea that we're somehow blind to the dysfunction and turmoil caused by leadership incompetence is simply untrue. And because we know there is a problem and are willingly ignoring it, it's unethical too. As I continue to digest this book, um, it, like it continues to, to blow my mind. Um, it, it It's codifying a lot of things that I've felt but didn't, all the way understand um and the you know the more i push into it the more i learn and it keeps directing me in in other directions like the barbara kellerman stuff her books in the mail um and then i read some stuff on her website uh it's just this book is amazing i highly recommend checking it out i i, I always felt and i've been told even through feedback on the don't give up the ship podcast side of the house that sometimes uh, they come off as complaining or something like that, where I'm only focusing on the glass being half empty. Uh, and this 
this in particular, uh, the, the casting shadow part of, of this book and then uh, the bad leadership book from Barbara Kellerman that's, in, again, in the mail. I haven't read it yet, but her perspective on it from the article and from some of the quotes I saw was was basically that we do need to focus on the bad side because so much of leadership development is simply focused on what do we do to develop good leaders when what the position we find ourselves in, and I think a lot of other organizations find themselves in, is they have unprepared, like uneducated, effectively incompetent as a result leaders and don't even recognize that they that they're in that spot to begin with, whether that's uh, they don't recognize it because they can't see it or they don't recognize it because they don't want to recognize it. They just don't want to admit they have a problem. Uh, it either or is is an issue. And then when it when it's what I feel like it is for the military, where we understand there's a problem and are just unwilling to admit it, uh, it's unethical. It's unethical to allow that to persist. It's unethical to allow uh, all of the things that are happening that are are very clear demonstrations of the discontent and like very, very negative side effects of poor leadership on junior personnel. I mean, it, like it's still unfolding and it seems like a lot of the facts are are uh, unconfirmed, but uh, articles just started coming out confirming what I rumors I had already been hearing about. There's up to 10 suicides in uh, I think like a seven month period or something like that on one ship. Um, and it's like, how, like, how does that happen? You know? And it's like, it's a giant ship. Sure. But like, I mean, good God, like there's, there's got to be a failure in leadership there. There just has to. Um, and, the, and I think that that is the, the best. And I say that it like, with a pit in my stomach like it's the best indicator that we have it's the it's the most severe and harsh indicator that we have that we have a gigantic leadership problem and we need to admit that we have that problem and then we need to start examining what we can do about it and i don't think there's any anything lost in doing that like i i've never understood why leadership regime after leadership regime at the highest levels feel like they need to just ride out their three years in office and save face or pretend that everything's great. And it's, it's so obviously not, um, I could go on forever, but this isn't really the place for it. Um, I'm going to continue this series. I'll probably interject some other articles in between uh, going forward, but I'm going to continue to just dissect this book because the deeper I get into it, the more, uh, the more I get out of it, the more excited I get about it. I'm going to try to get into some of the Maslow stuff I have sitting at my desk as well. Uh, you know, as always, if you're enjoying this, if you have feedback for me, ideas, things you want to point me towards exploring, uh, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You could Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram or Reddit at D guts podcast, um, or discord. We're there too. Uh, and if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website as well as you could, uh, subscribe on Substack. You can follow, like, subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on all the things, uh, and you can uh, go to dgutsapparel.com/shop. Uh, go check out uh, all the don't give up ship, don't give up the ship apparel things, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just support us in any way that uh, that you can, and we would really appreciate it, including just sharing the stuff, tagging your friends, whatever. Uh, and with that, 
That's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. 